Here we go. Tommy on the Harbor One Hotline. Tom, good good afternoon. Good afternoon. My phone was on silent. I lost track of time. Oh. Well, well, it was that uh, hot uh, Bill O'Brien press conference that was going on where when asked about Mac Jones, he basically said, nay, you can put a lot of it on me. Uh, are you? Uh, what do you make of that comment from Billy O? I thought all of Bill O'Brien's comments today were outstanding. I think that he is refreshing in his candor at this moment, and it's helpful. Do I agree with the blame me? No, I don't. I believe that it begins with roster construction and the offensive line, as we've talked about dozens of times, and the depth on the offensive line and the decisions made with free agency acquisitions. Then it goes to the quarterback melting down when faced with adversity and exacerbating situations. I I just don't think there's any play design that asks Mac Jones to act in the way that he has after the snap. And we can really start with, I, I guess really start with the Dallas game for that. You know, the cross field throw, the scrambling without ball security, um, that turned into a touchdown, uh, the panic throw on the sideline. I mean, it, it, that's really where Mac came undone and stayed undone. So that was that was pilot error. That was not air traffic control. I sense some, um, I don't know what it is, some peace in your voice. I, I, I feel like you're at ease with the situation now. Because I feel like the roller coaster of emotions have, since we've been talking to you every Tuesday at 12, mm-hmm. has been up and down based on, you know, everything. And I feel like there's some some relief in your voice. And maybe, like, the circumstances are what they are. And, you know what, I'm not going to bitch and be mad about it anymore. Am I right on that? Yeah, they are, they are what they are. You might just have caught me before I eat lunch. Usually I'm a little more <laughs> you know, cranky before your nap. Maybe you didn't have a nap. Uh, <laughs> Blood sugar might be in the right exact spot. Um, I think that really the die is cast. We understand now there is no ambiguity, and that's what I talked about a little bit in a column I wrote yesterday is the only silver lining to this is there is no ambiguity as to what the Patriots ought to do and will do at the end of the season with the leadership of their team. They're going to move on from Bill Belichick, and that has – been crystallized by the fact that they're two and nine as opposed to, you know, five and six. And Mac's not going every other week with a decent game. So I think that it's crystallized to where the team is heading, the next steps, the great abyss that they're staring into and the decisions that they have to make are now what we focus on. And I think that the, you know, five, excuse me, six weeks of football games that they have to withstand while still trying to maintain some dignity and actually develop the team are going to be fascinating to watch. But, you know, I, I think we can see where this is going clearly. And, you know, the fact that Bill's contract expired last year and that he ha- was given a two-year contract that runs through 2024 and Robert Kraft said, you know, we expect performance and they haven't gotten that, decidedly haven't gotten it, means that we see where things are going. So you don't think there's any chance that there could be a, you know what, Bill, you got one more year. We do have whatever to spend, however you want to work it. 
take one more kick of the can and trying to retool this thing. You think that is totally off the table and we're now into negotiating mode, whether it's between the Crafts and Belichick, Belichick and other teams, the Crafts and other teams, whatever it is. You definitely think there is zero chance that, that Robert wakes up and says, ah, maybe I shouldn't do this. Zero chance is never possible when people are alive. Fair. And beings capable of making decisions. Um, so you can never say zero, but I would say it's less than one. Interesting. Because Don't you agree? Well, I mean, why would we ever, why, why would we express any reservation as to that being the outcome? Well, because of what you just mentioned, the humanity of Robert Kraft and if they find out there is a market for Bill, whatever it might be, does Robert wake up and go, gee, maybe I shouldn't be doing this if there are a That's team it. or two or three that would wake up and say, hey, maybe we'd be like to be in the Bill Belichick business. That's all. It's more of the craft heartstrings that were in play with Brady that still could maybe be in play with Bill if there is interest outside. Yeah, I think the heartstrings are more attached to the team and the franchise and his family and the fan base than they are to Bill while still appreciating everything that Bill has done and delivered for the team and and the billions that he has stuffed into the pockets of the local media entities, the businesses around New England because of the team's success over 20 years and the crafts themselves. I think you look at look, this is something I own. It's crumbled. Not crumbling. It's crumbled. I owe it to these people, not to that one individual, to make it better. So I just don't think that as a steward of the franchise, and who knows how long the crafts will own the team, but if we're still around here in 2200, then somebody will look back and, and there might be a different owner, but he he owes it to the area, I think, more than he would owe it to Bill, and he would feel that way. I'll tell you, if we're still around at 2,200, that's a real story 2,200, right wow. I mean, humankind, not us, humankind. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> yeah. So, Tom, no, here's here's 179-year-old <laughs> Tom Curran on, on the 2,200 uh, sports tonight. Um, I was watching that game last night, Tom. I don't know if you were, the Bears and the Vikings, and it actually made me feel better about the Patriots quarterback situation and and, 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 the, and the fact that maybe it's the whole misery loves company, but they're not alone. There's a bunch of other franchises out there that are suffering just as much, maybe more than the Patriots. I don't know how that makes you feel better about the situation or does it even matter since you're in a newfound, you know, happy place. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, you know, there was a great quote and I would mind that O'Brien stuff. I thought it was great. You know, I asked him about his confidence level as to where the team, and he veered off into a conversation about every team is trying, it's an eight and nine, nine and eight league. Everything is gamed to get teams to eight and nine or nine and eight. And if you're below that, you have to look at the reasons you are. Now, specific to, to his team, he's saying, you know, it's the mistakes. You know, we've, we got blown out two times, but the other games were competitive. Why did we lose? Because we gave it away when other teams scored pretty blunt you can get deep on the reasons why they gave it away but i i think that 
you should have optimism in that, well, maybe it's rectifiable in great haste. I, I don't think it is. I think this is going to be a three or four or five year rebuild and uh, a long time in mediocrity trying to get out because of the condition of the roster. But there is a top five pick, certainly. Top three now it's starting to look like. There is $100 million worth of cap space to spend this year. But you cannot swing and miss in the draft, and you cannot swing and miss on high-profile free agents. And they've done that, and they've traded picks away. So they've done that over the last five years. So that's why they're more gutted than some other teams might be. I think when you look, especially on the offensive side of the ball, they're, they're gutted on offense. So that can take some time. But if you have a defense that plays the way that the Patriots do, maybe they'll turn into a spunky little out over the next couple of years. That's what I thought they'd be this year. I thought they'd be a team that nobody wanted to play because they would play Scrappy. with a shred of situational mm-hmm. intelligence. And that didn't happen. Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston here with Gresham Fourier. I know you have a, a poll up on Twitter right now about the value or lack thereof with Bill Belichick. I know you and I uh, disagree on the value. I have a hard time believing in a league where Frank Reich gets an automatic second chance that there won't be people interested in Bill Belichick. Do you think Carolina made the move they made with one of the New England Bills in mind, meaning that maybe they do the uh, John Lynch shoot for Bill, and if you miss, well, Bill O'Brien played with this quarterback that the owner loves, or sorry, coached the quarterback that the owner loves. So, hey, if I don't get one, I can go get the other. I just don't think that Bill Belichick is any kind of a decent fit for David Tepper. David Tepper hasn't been around long enough, nor do I think that he has the humility and introspection that Robert Kraft did in 2000, where Kraft, after being with Parcells, after having Pete Carroll, finally said, you know what? Uh, i got to just get a guy in here I trust to get my hands out of the soup, which is what he did with Bill Belichick. So Tepper is not going to take his hands out of the soup anytime soon. He's going to want his hands in the soup. Bill can't work with a guy who's going to have his hands in the soup. So bad Fit. So you think Tepper has? So you think Tepper has not learned but his I mean, lesson? Not, Interesting. Not nearly yet. No way. No. 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 Well, I just no, man. Thirty mil. Hard, hey, that's a hell of a mistake. I I just saw the well, story about uh, David Tepper handing a piece of paper to Frank Reich about a play that he saw on TV that the Cleveland Browns ran, <laughs> and he oh, asked no. them. He said, "I want you to run this play," and like with no context whatsoever, just a good looking play that he liked by watching TV. That's the type of, I, I guess, like you know, butting in that I guess can't understand any coach being willing willing to deal with. Yeah, so that's a bad fit, and I think that with Bill O'Brien, how are you going to sell a team? That- how are you going to sell a, a, a head coach who as an offensive coordinator has presided over what the Patriots have done, whether it's Bill O'Brien's fault or not, he's got to share, he's got to have some stink on him. So I would say double bill. No, you know what? There's, um, I, I'm probably going to say it wrong. Um, but, uh, and help me out with this crush because we, you don't think it, it true or false. You don't think that bill has any, I don't know, value out there on the open market. Do I have that right? Do you think his value is significantly low? I think, yeah, I think it's very low. 
because of the circumstances that he brings with him. Which he's is old. Okay. He's expensive. Ooh. Okay. He's set in his way. And he has presided over the last five years a, a disastrous crumbling, a precipitous drop, dotted by, hey, all these roadsides say go right. I'm going to go left. So, again, if you're selling Lombardi's, nobody's better able to represent that than Bill. If you're selling the promise of immediate success because of recent track record, nobody's buying that. Well, do you think there's a candidate out there that can sell the recent success? Normally when these people walk in the door, like even Sean Payton was out for a year. You know what I mean? And again, people like Matt Eberflus. Like, what the hell did Frank Reich do to determine getting a second job right away? And it feels like you see people like that get second jobs, and we look at Bill and say, well, you know what? That last year really sums up everything you're all about, and I don't want you now. Like, to me, that just does not compute in a league full no. of reject coaches. Cost and malleability are what those individuals bring. They're cheap to hire. You know, Jonathan Gannon in Arizona, cheap to hire, and they'll do what you tell them to. So Bill what doesn't about, fit those. What about Greg Olson to Carolina? Oh, you hear God. that rumor? He's open to he it did. if they want him. Yeah, but Jeff Saturday's still out there. So. Oh, geez, there, and there's so that. And he's got so much Jeff. experience. I do like Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do a horrendous job. But, um, See, I'm like yeah, having that's, a, that's where I'm like having <laughs> such a hard time of the biting of the tongue because it's like, yeah, somebody will bring in Jeff Saturday, but Bill's 72 expensive and da 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 and like all the reasons why you wouldn't want the guy. But let's bring in the you know the 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 guy who's an offensive coordinator somewhere is not even calling plays hey, to come know, in and run stuff. La last one before you go because I know we got to go. Is there any aspect of Bill? Because when I see him on the sideline, Tom, I sit there and go, man, this guy's getting older and older before my very eyes. And I wonder if it's the old guy mentality where he says, do I really need this in my life anymore? Ooh. You know, like, it's I've done enough. I've accomplished enough. Like, I don't need this headache anymore. I'm, I'm curious if the if the living out in, in Nantucket and having his boat down in Florida is more, you know, interesting and intriguing to him than – you know, waking up at 3 a.m. in the morning to tell, like, 22-year-olds what to do? It's interesting. I, I think that the appeal of leisure time is not strong for him, but I do wonder if the appeal of rebuilding a team from the ground up is a lure or if it's a pride would be a prideful thing. Like, I'm not going out like that. Um, no, that's, that's not me. That's not my team. That wasn't me. And, and he has to introspectively say – this is mostly me. Mac might suck, and maybe I thought that it might turn out that way, worst case, and it did. And I just tried to keep the team afloat in the last years of Brady, and that hamstrung us. But, you know, a lot of it's on me. I want another I want another grab at that ring, brass ring, not Super Bowl ring, because I don't think that he can necessarily enter a, a franchise and say, I'm going to win a Super Bowl for you. I mean, it's, it, it would be a very, very interesting opening press conference. But again, to go back, and I know you got to wrap it up, but are players going to embrace Bill Belichick, those 22-year-olds, and say, good, Bill's here? If they were 32, they might. 
not 22, are, is the media going to be on board? Because it does matter to an extent what the conversation is around the hire. And how will Bill do in the press conference? Will he be a charming guy like he can be, or will he be Bill? So those are more reasons I look at it and say, yeah, somebody might hire him. But it's not going to be this absolute thirsty horde chasing the opportunity to hire Bill Belichick mm. and all that he brings. Ah, that'll be uh, it'll be interesting because uh, I'm glad we can talk about it, you and I, Tommy. Even though we're on uh, the other side of this, and I know you got to run, and we got to get going as well.